morning. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another terrific Tuesday morning. Welcome to Wealth Coffee Chats. Good to see you. A few of the regulars already in the house, which is great. We've got Luke there. Morning, Luke, Allison, Mick, and Aaron. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hope you're all well, wherever you are. Why don't we just do some little warm-ups for the moment, folks. While we're waiting for everyone to jump on the live stream, Jason Whitten my name, most of you know that, but uh, some of you may not. So there you go. Now you know. Now you know. Each morning we could get together and have a, uh, a cup of coffee and a bit of a chat about what's going on out there in the world of property investing. Plenty happening all the time. Australia certainly likes to invest in real estate, and we certainly like to uh, talk about it a lot. Newspapers, uh, media, opinions, plenty fly around all the time. But how do we sort out the real deal? The stuff that's important to us, folks, the fear from the fact. Well, hopefully that's what these mornings are all about for you and I. Bit of a get-together, bit of a chat about what is happening just to keep us on track. Daily adjustments or daily tune-ups rather than monthly, quarterly or yearly, I think we're quite well in this sort of space. We're creating some wealth with our real estate. So, uh, yeah, that's the gist of the show. So welcome along. Fantastic to have you here. Morning, Kevin. Good to see you, mate. Let's uh, let's dive into today's show. I thought we might talk about the three phases of growth this morning, folks, and talk about why it's important, what happens with growth, not only, you know, uh, we're wanting to buy and own some real estate so our wealth uh, over time improves. Uh, we want to do something with it. And there's a few stages, there's a few bits of those stages of growth, there's some things that we want to occur, some things that we want to have happen as property investors and uh, how does it arrive there? What makes the property values go up uh, and or down for that for that matter? Um, well, let's chat about what that might be. You guys have seen this one as we have had plenty of conversations around the three phases of investing, which is the acquisition phase where the idea we need to get into it and buy some property. There's the consolidation phase where, you know, let's face it, we've done our uh, investing. We may have purchased a number of properties. We need to sort of let them sit a little bit. We need to let them grow. Uh, We might need to add some value, plenty of things to do at that point in time, folks. And uh, the last but not least, the part that we're all interested in is the lifestyle phase, the phase, folks, that when uh, we get out there and about, um, you know, we're looking to we're looking to get some uh, value from our investments now and into the future, mostly into the future. Most of us know that residential real estate's a slow-moving vehicle when it comes to wealth, quite powerful over time. What are we looking for, though? We're looking to buy uh, and see our values grow. Often when we first start out, when it comes to this gig called property investing, though, uh, we might have our loans. Our loans are a little bit higher than our property values. 
especially if we're using sort of equity and whatever it might be. And our cash flow might be kind of in the middle and we want our cash flow to increase over time as well. Ultimately, this is where the wealth, the dollars are, are created down here where the gap of wealth is between our debts, which are low. After 30 years, our debts are paid off. Anyway, if you run this gig properly, and then we end up with some choices. Now, can we make it? Can we bring it forward? Can we make this happen faster? You know, this is kind of a plan we talk about all the time. This is 15 to 20 years minimum. And then 20 to 30 is where it sort of kicks into gear and, you know, makes the, the, the world go round. This is kind of the first five to 15 years in this sort of acquisition, consolidation, lifestyle phase. You know, but uh, what really drives the growth in this section here? What really drives the growth? And what is growth for? What is growth for? What is it for in the different sections, folks? What is real estate growth for? Well, let's talk about that. That's the conversation today I want to have uh, with you guys. And uh, let's see what we can do uh, in this, uh, this property investing gig. All right, hopefully that lays the foundations of this morning's conversation. So a uh, few of you on the, on the live right now. So tell me in the chat, what is the uh, in the acquisition phase, what is growth for in the acquisition phase? What do we use capital growth for in the acquisition phase, folks? What's its number one thing that we want our properties to grow? in one way, one way, shape, or form uh, in the acquisition phase. What's its, what's the growth designed to do? What do we need that growth to do for us? As investors, we don't have endless amounts of access to cash and capital, and growth is important in the early stages, in the first five to ten years, um, to do something pretty important, right? To buy more property, exactly, Mick, uh, and more specifically, it's return the deposit or to be able to reuse the deposit multiple times, okay? Yep, yep, equity. Yep, equity, Aaron. Uh, our properties grow. We create equity, but we can release. Hey, Jeff, how are you, mate? Oh, yeah, good. Mate, uh, Sam's heading down to Melbourne for the bus tour as well, Jeff. So uh, if you haven't got yourself on the, the bus tour, make sure you do. All right, so return our deposit, folks. This is its number one gig. In the acquisition phase, the number one thing of your property's growth um, value is to return the deposit. How can we do that? What's the early stages of acquisition, that sort of first five to 15? What's going to drive that value? Well, let's go and have a look at some of the things that we believe will drive the value. Now, if we try, if we Focus in here to Sam's Forex growth plan, sort of over a 15-year uh, growth plan. There's three phases. There's three bits of property growth that we have seen and experienced time and time again drive capital growth for property. Number one, the deal itself, how you do a property deal. And we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, in a second. Uh, in a second uh, the location of the property. What type of deal do you do? 
uh, and the uh, location. You get the location growth where you purchase, the proximity to things, what's happening in those locations, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, um, um, that's an important one, that is for sure. Uh, But the big kahuna, folks, the big one that drives the majority of growth is market growth, and that's driven by large influences, billions and billions of dollars, millions and millions of people influencing these things. So let's look at it. Let's have a bit of a sticky beak uh, of what we can have a look at. Deal growth. This is usually from kind of zero to the first three years. You know, how can we drive some growth out of a property deal? Well, number one, uh, one idea is to use other people's time. How do we use other people's time? Well, you can buy off the plan. You can delay a settlement. You can land bank, things like that. I won't dive deep into that idea today, but, you know, you can go check out the mentoring group and you can have a look at people who purchased off the plan in a cycle, you know, that, uh, you know, they purchased it for six fifty, and now it's worth seven fifty. They didn't have to pay anything uh, while they were waiting for that property to complete, and they got an uplift. Okay, time can be very valuable uh, in the way and the early days of buying a property. So you can drive some uh, immediate, instant value when it comes to your capital growth discounts. Right, you can get some immediate value you know buy something at a discount folks plenty of people uh you know hey you're trying to sell it for 650 how about i give you 600 how about you know 590 those things right now in the marketplace a little bit less discounting because the uh the market is a little bit more favorable to the vendors rather than the buyers uh but you know discounts are there Vendor rebates. You guys have seen these things happen uh, plenty of time. Other people's designs. You know, designing and building a very funky, nice house. Um, you know, knock down and rebuild uh, a, 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 an old house in a really good area, but the land is quite quite large. Amalgamating things, putting two pieces together, etc. And we're getting down to where you're sort of adding value now. Like we're getting down to. So getting involved in some developments, um, you know, maybe uh, turn one house into a duplex. Uh, renovations are popular. Buy an old, an older place, you know, add value. Maybe put an extra bedroom in, you know, renovate and fix up the property. Subdivide, et cetera, et cetera. This is how you can add value when you buy the property, folks. When you buy it, okay? At the beginning, at the start, when you buy that property and, you know, 10 to 15% instant growth or instant value is often not unheard of when it comes to the early process of purchasing a bit of real estate, okay? So in the early days, let's have a look at, you know, what that might look like when it comes to here. You know, if we purchase our property and we bought in the acquisition phase, it's returning the deposit, the type of property deal the deal, the type of deal we do uh, can drive that deposit back to us faster, okay, how we do those deals. Number one, it's an important one to understand. There's two types of properties you can buy or property, I don't know, styles you can buy. You can buy an existing property or you can buy a uh, an off-the-plan or, or a property to be built. 
there's brand new and there's existing, right? So either one, perfectly fine. Um, both work uh, extremely well and both of these, uh, both of them, all of these ideas apply to either either style, okay? This is residential, by the way, residential. How are we getting our deposit back, okay, when it comes to that one? So the discount uh, or the the deal growth, folks, the deal growth. Okay, let's have a look at the deal growth. That's how we're getting our, our deposit back there. Okay, let's look at the location growth. Location growth is about how and where, well, where we're purchasing these properties and what's going to drive those areas, okay, for growth. You know, gentrification, Sam dives deep into that sort of stuff. You know, older areas now close to, to cities, Used to be, you know, a little less desirable. Everything else has been filled in around them or fixed up around them. And now they're being fixed up. They're the sort of the cheap new up up and coming area. Emerging land markets where um, there's brand new estates, you know, um, you know, uh, land developers like Stockland are fantastic for this. They buy, you know, a big, big bit of dirt and they build schools. They put in railways. They put in shopping centers. Uh, and those are fantastic. They're um, master plan communities, and it's driven by sort of infrastructure um, infrastructure when it comes to that location. Rare earth, all right, you know, things that are tightly held. You know, uh, Sam showed a property the other day at Mentoring. Lady bought it for $50,000 in 1970, I think, 1970, um, and she sold it for $50 million. Like crazy, you know, but rare earth waterfront like in prime real estate in sydney so you know that sort of stuff limited supply uh nimby suburbs now you know where you know there's no development um and uh uh you know it's completely constrained when it comes to supply and the wealth of that suburb uh is you know grows high incomes high uh, net wealth uh, etc and you know, growth from aspiring middle ring suburbs. What What's the middle ring conversation? If you ha- if you haven't heard of it before, it's called you know the ripple effect. So ripple effect right now. If you go to Brisbane, you know, a perfect example of the ripple effect is uh, a suburb called uh, Pilara. You know, we were helping people buy properties there for four hundred, five hundred. Now those properties are eight hundred. Okay, in Pilara, nothing wrong with that. Fantastic, happy days. It's driven by certain things. Perfect, you know. So location growth. Location growth takes time, folks, all right? That's one to uh, zero to three years. You know, this is kind of where uh, this is where uh, location growth is going to give you some uh, location growth is going to give you some um, uh, longer periods of growth, like over time. So, the Polara story played out over a five-year period, okay? So if we talk about that. So if you think about, and and now, um, you know, the next few years are going to be driven by location, uh, not location um, growth, but the market growth. Things like population, infrastructure, employment, demographics, supply and demand, yield, um, and market timing, right? Things like interest rates and other bits and pieces. That's going to drive large growth over time, right? So, if we look at our, um, if we look at our uh, consolidation phase here, 
and we're looking at the acquisition bit, you know, the number one reason for growth is to get our deposit back. How many times can we do that? What's the type of mechanism can we deploy in returning our uh, deposits as fast as possible? Let's have a let's have a bit of a look at some numbers. I always like to you know have a look at the calculator, and I've chucked in here just a, a quick simple idea. Property for six fifty. I'm putting a cash deposit in because um, um, just makes the numbers easier to to look at on the ten uh, year report. Um, and uh, you know, six fifty, blah blah blah. Now, this is all about the return of the deposit, not about the cash flow at this point in time. So let's look at this. We've got no discount. There's no instant value based on um, any of our initial factors. We're just saying that property might grow at four percent a year. How long will it take for us to get our hundred and fifty thousand dollars back? Out of that property, we put in 150 to do the deal at an 80% loan to value ratio. <clears throat> how do we release the deposit out of a property we already own, folks? Well, you know that um, is a function of um, finance. Um, if you know, you, we're not talking about selling it. By the way, don't sell it. So if you look here, how quick does our property or our just based on longer-term factors, six years, okay? If our property grew at 4% a year, then it's going to take six years for our deposit to come back. Nothing wrong with that. That's fine. Um, uh, is that the end of the world? No. Uh, what happens if it grows a little bit faster? Okay, what happens if it grows at 6%? Let's have a look at that. You know, uh, if you bought in an area that grows at 6%, well, uh, it's the difference between buying another property in year six and buying another property in year four. Everyone understanding that? Now, what can speed this up, folks? What else can speed this up? Well, you can have multiple properties, all right? Uh, the, every time you buy another property, let's say you now you've got two, you purchase the next one in year, uh, let's say you purchase the next one in year four, and let's say this is linear, you purchase the next one in year four, um, now, how many properties have you got going to work for you? You've got two, maybe even plus your owner occupier. How quick can you get the next deposit together? Well, arguably, if it's all linear, you know, the first one was just four years, and then the the third property after you bought the second one uh, is now two years, right? So you can see how the compounding effect of um, you can get those four or five properties uh, a bit faster, and it's the hockey stick that goes along. Um, what else can drive that? What else can push that along when it comes to, you know, how quick can we get our uh, deposit back? You know, let's have a look at this. Well, let's see if we purchased the property and we got a discount. Let's see if we got a um, the market value of six fifty, and let's say we purchased it for six hundred. Let's just say that. Let's say we got a fifty thousand dollar discount, folks. How quick can we get our deposit back um, over here? Oh, beautiful. Well, listen, we got it back a year earlier. Isn't that all awesome? All right. So think of that idea as we go through this conversation, you know, as we go, as we go through our, um, you know, our phases of investing, how quick can we get our deposit back, which is important to appreciate and understand. Well, let's have a look at this. You know, if we 
um, if we purchased, let's say, I mean, the simple one's a discount, by the way, but it could be any old, any old, uh, or any style of creating equity. You know, let's say we purchased at a discount, we got uh, 10%, you know, uh, and then, you know, the location growth um, added, you know, 2% a year, and then the market growth, <clears throat> even at sort of 3% a year, uh, let's just call it three and three or six. So you can see the compounding effect. 10% discount plus the compounding effect of those two things creates the version of getting our, our deposit back. Anyway, there you go. Did that make sense, right? The map, that makes sense. These factors, deal growth, location growth, market growth, we need to understand the big kahuna, the one that's going to make us the most wealth, folks, is market growth, all right? Over time, you've done the deal you are owning and keeping your property. And over here, this is where your wealth is going to come from. And as the market grows, it's going to continue to push the value of your properties over time. All right. So there you go. Well, a little bit uh, technical this morning's conversation, but uh, I thought it'd be worth having a bit of a conversation around that when it comes to where does your growth come from and what's it for? The point is, the first stage is to get your deposit back. The second stage could be the growth could be used for debt consolidation. Um, and the third stage, the growth can be used for lifestyle. And how can we live off growth? Well, I might have a, uh, well, we'll have another Wealth Coffee chat about that sometime soon. If you're up for it, let me know in the chat. If you want to know how to live off tax-free off of uh, growth in the future, There, we will have a bit of a, Wealth Coffee Chat about that one, folks. Anyway, there you go. That's it. Done and dusted. Wealth Coffee Chat over and out, folks. That's it from me today. Uh, thanks for joining me. Remember, we get together at around about 10 past 8 each weekday. This Thursday and Friday, I'm not going to be around. I might get a guest along to take over the Wealth Coffee Chats this week. We'll see. We'll see. Let's, uh, let's see what's going on. All right, folks, that's it from me. Thanks for joining me. Remember, a couple of sayings around here. This thing's a marathon, not a sprint. It's going to take some time. Buy well, don't sell. That's the point of this whole kit and caboodle. Purchase and keep your properties. All right, folks, that's it. Done and dusted. Thanks for joining. You guys take care. See you tomorrow. Bye for now.